ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Member FDIC. All right, here we go. It's the Wednesday, February 9th edition. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. We're going to take your phone calls this hour, 877-420-TALK. That's 877-420-8255. Phone lines always brought to you by White Claw. It is hard seltzer, and it is made pure. We'll get those texts for you as well later on this hour. Coming up today on the program, we're going to hear from the head coach of the Marshall women's tennis team, John Mercer. Looking forward to that. I had to do John today because they're, they're in action on Saturday, and I just didn't have room for him tomorrow. Tomorrow on the show, Ari Agnes, going to talk to her. So right there is a segment and a half. Also, Jason Toy, we got a big high school girls basketball game coming up tomorrow between Huntington High and Cabell Midland. I have to talk to Jason about that. That's going to be huge. We're going to be streaming that. That's part of our Kindred Digital Sports package, and you can watch that game tomorrow on our Facebook page. And he is covering the Super Bowl. He is the sports director of uh, NBC4 in Columbus. Jared Smalley will be on the program with us tomorrow. So we're going to talk to all three of them and still take time, trying to make time to talk about the Marshall game coming up tomorrow. Marshall taking on FIU. Can the herd win against FIU? We're going to find out. Can the herd get back to winning? We're going to find out. All of that's coming up tomorrow on the program, but I don't want to take anything away from John Mercer coming up on the show today. Talk a little Marshall women's tennis with him. You know, the last time we talked to him, uh, the team was uh, maybe trying to find its footing. Five and two now. Four match win streak. They're two and zero at home. They're two and two on the road, and uh, they had one neutral match win. And so they're at Furman on Saturday. So I thought this would be a good opportunity for us to talk to him. I'll tell you what else. He's a devote Pittsburgh Steelers fan. So we will mention this. We'll talk about this. I want to get him on record. I already got Tony Kemper on record. He's taking the Bengals. Tomorrow we get Ari Agnes on record. I've already told her which way she should go. I've already influenced the vote a little bit, trying to help her out. John Mercer, I cannot influence the vote there. He is through and through a Pittsburgh guy. So we're going to see. He's going to give me his honest opinion. We'll find out what direction he is going to take us in here a little bit. And, of course, I want to get your thoughts on where the Super Bowl is going to go. Now, if you've been listening to the show here over the last few weeks and months, you know that yeah, sometimes uh, it's it's an act of kindness I, I take on interns to give them their first real-world experience into professional radio. And also, you know, at the end, money is exchanged, and they get to put me on uh, their resume as a reference. Money is exchanged. Oh, you didn't know that. Money is exchanged, yeah, to my pocketbook. You know, you're paying for my, paying for my review here. So I put one of them in charge of the Twitter account taking my career in my own hands here. Just like, here you go. Ryan Sirk, the um, the national champion Ryan Sirk, put this out on Twitter. I retweeted it because it was like, I, what what were you thinking? It's like, hey, I got to put together a poll question. All right. I can't wait to see what this is. And his question of the day on our Twitter handle, ESPN941, what sport would you rather watch? Soccer, hockey. 
That's that's the question. That's the question of the day. You can, of course, find that on our Twitter page, ESPN941. And uh, right now, 67% of you say hockey. 33% of you say soccer. 67 to 33. And I'm sure you guys are going to try to uh, gerrymander everything you possibly can here. This is going to be the most unrealistic result, I'm sure. Right now, I'm sure that Ryan is on the phone with Chris Grassy. Hey, Chris, retweet this. On the phone with all his comrades, the lads over there at Marshall Soccer. Hey, retweet this. I can't lose the swan. I can't lose the swan. So... Whatever happens, I'm going to get some social media traffic out of this because uh, if if he doesn't try to really rig this election, this poll question, I'm going to be so, so disappointed in him and his efforts to, to try to prove to me that soccer is better than hockey, which it is not. Just want you to know, with all, with all love and due respect to Chris Grassy, it is not better than soccer. It is much better than soccer. Not better than soccer. It's much better with the emphasis on much. You guys watching the uh, Olympics? The women lost the other night in preliminary to Team Canada and women's hockey. The men are uh, starting to ramp things up. You know, the last time the United States sent a bunch of college kids over, it did all right. You never count out American college kids. I mean, it's not like it's not like women's uh, soccer where you know we send pros because we don't have a pro league for them, a real high level pro league here for them. We send we send the very best, and they are basically pros. You know, and hockey, you got to go through the hoops to try to get uh, permission from the league and the owners uh, to allow their players the time off. COVID impacted that, so we're going to have a bunch of scrappy college kids playing for the United States. And hopefully they're going to do well. That's a late night sports watching. I think it's like 11:10. They're going to play. I think a lot of those matches are like 11:10 p.m. on USA Network. Um, Peacock. Does anyone have streaming? Peacock. Uh, you guys have Peacock in the studio. Wow. Okay. Was well, not expecting that. You guys have Peacock. Don't have Netflix, but you got Peacock. Of course, I know why you have Peacock, Ryan. It's because of all the uh, all the soccer content. I'm being told the office is big on Peacock, so that is the reason why to have uh, that. Of course, you know I get it for free, so I have it. The Netflix prevent me from having other services, so I have to cancel the Netflix since the prices are going up because Amazon Prime is going up. And I got to have my Thursday night football. So Amazon Prime is uh, already imposing the NFL tax on me. And here I am paying a few bucks a month for ESPN Plus to get all that glorious hockey. It's, uh, it's great. And all that glorious Marshall basketball as well, since the majority of those games have been on ESPN Plus. It's not bad. It's better than what it was. Much better. I'd rather it be on ESPN Plus than the, the CBS Sports Nets any day of the week. Stadium's okay, too. So we're going to talk to John Mercer a little bit later on the program. Uh, we got a lot of things uh, we didn't touch on yesterday. I need to. Uh, some happenings over at Marshall. Some of it is uh, Olympic sports-related. Volleyball, doing volleyball things with Ari Agnes. You know she recruited someone from Italy. I mean, the recruiting budget has, uh, has jumped over there at, um, 
at Marshall, recruiting athletes from Italy now. And she's also hit the transfer portal. Volleyball's hitting the transfer portal. Go, go coach. Getting players to make this team better. So we'll talk to her tomorrow, but uh, we'll talk a little bit about uh, what's up there. Uh, Marshall softball is about ready to begin, and uh, three student-athletes named preseason All-Conference USA. We'll get into that. And we've got a, a golfer of the week in Conference USA. We'll get into all of that, run down a couple of things with you. John Mercer joins me. Oh, i got to mention, uh, the Penguins, uh, since hockey is back, the Penguins beat the Bruins 4-2 yesterday. That was good for me because I got fantasy hockey points out of that. And uh, the Capitals got beat by the Columbus Blue Jackets 5-4. to And so what happened there was um, I immediately text a former intern to let him know the result. Because I know now I've given these kids my phone number so they can keep in touch with me. Every time one of my teams doesn't do well, they're going to send me a text. And Unfortunately, I'll never see them after they're they're no longer here because I'll put them on silent and never see their text again. More coming up. John Mercer a little bit later on. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank, the local bank that's here for every step of your life's journey. Member FDIC. Our question of the day on our Twitter handle, ESPN941. Um, woeful, woeful attempt today to put a question up by our intern staff. What sport would you rather watch, soccer or hockey? And uh, if hockey wins, it's because it's better. If it loses, it's because uh, Ryan Sirk, our intern of the formerly of the national champions Marshall soccer team uh, put this question up so that's our poll question of the day hockey wins uh, it should if it doesn't uh, Ryan has done his job in, in creating social media traffic to our account we got John Mercer coming up here a little bit later on looking forward to talking to him until then we'll get your phone calls in 877-420-TALK 877-420-8255 our text line is opening up as well and that is 304-523-2275 304-523-2275 that's the text line to be a part of today's program here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 9:30. A couple of things uh, we need to talk about. Of course, I mentioned Ari Agnes is going to join us on the program tomorrow. Uh, yesterday, she announced in a release a signing of Beatrice uh, Cicerelli, incoming freshman. She is going to be part of the 2022 season, and she is from Italy, going international. So you've got a middle blocker coming in from Italy, going international with the squad. So congratulations to uh, Ari. And then I was sitting here thinking, i got to get Ari back on the show. I wonder if volleyball really hits the transfer portal. And then I get another release for today that the addition of Reagan Tinkle, a transfer from Arizona State, is uh, happening. So now volleyball has shown it can use the transfer portal. And again, I think that's where uh, a lot of recruiting is going to happen. It's going to be that secondary recruiting. You recruit out of high school, and then players are going to move around. They're going to have a free pass. And then sometimes 
you know, you're going to fill needs through the transfer portal instead of recruiting kids out of high school. So I don't know how much of a detriment it's going to be to uh, kids initially at a high school, you know, what that dynamic is going to be. So we're going to talk to uh, Ari coming up tomorrow on the program. Yesterday, uh, Marshall softball, three players named to the preseason Conference USA team, uh, Allie Harrell, Sage Pye, and Maya Stevenson. They were all selected also to the 2021 preseason team. So more respect there. The herd picked to finish fifth overall in the coaches' poll. So Charlotte's predicted to be number one, North Texas two, Western Kentucky three, UAB, and then Marshall at fifth. So uh, no preseason player of the year honors or pitcher of the year honors for the Thundering Herd. But all-conference team, you got three on the squad. It's a pretty good. We'll get Coach Lyon on here in uh, a few uh, a few weeks. I know she's got a lot of trips first. Got to play softball where it's nice and warm, not cold like it is here or wet. And, of course, uh, we'll get her back on the program uh, as soon as we uh, have some action at the dot. And, of course, we have got coming up tomorrow basketball action. The men taking on FIU. The women taking on FIU. The women are on a a short skid. I hope it doesn't go much further. I hope it ends tomorrow on the road. The men, you get that win against UAB, you start feeling good about yourself, and then it's like the bus broke down again. So hopefully the Thundering Herd will have uh, figured it out. A few games left. We got four weeks or so, and then also, we got the Conference USA Tournament. That is going to be where Marshall needs to be its best. But I think that's what they're pushing for right now. I think that's that's the motivation. Just get to the Conference Tournament. Guys, get us to the tournament. Get better. Get us to the tournament. Let's not worry about the standings right now. Let's get as many wins as we can. Everybody's guaranteed to the tournament. That's the good news. Now, I don't know if Marshall can dig itself out of a hole enough to not have to play that first day. I don't think that's going to be possible. But get to the tournament. Get to the tournament. And win the tournament. Nobody will care. That's what that's what Obina said the other day. Nobody's going to care about all of that if you get to the tournament. And I think he's partially right. I think Herd fans will see this as salvaging the season if you get to the NCAA tournament. If you win the Conference USA tournament, that's more of a we've salvaged the season than Herd fans. I'm sure some of you will go, well, why didn't that happen sooner? Why didn't you play more better? Why didn't you play more tense? Why didn't you hit better shot? I mean, you know, so many questions. It's not as if the Thundering Herd's not trying. I'll give them that. I haven't seen it out there where they've really quit. Yeah, and is that is that easy for us to say? Yeah, this team quit. No, you can't say that. Did this team quit? I don't think they're sitting out there, like, yeah, we're gonna phone this one in. I mean, you can tell, and I don't think we've seen that. I think guys like Tavion, you know, aren't gonna just phone it in at this point. Yeah, you know, he's trying to build his future. I don't think guys like Andrew Taylor are gonna phone it in. I definitely don't think uh, Obina Anachili Killen is going to phone it in as well. So that's where we are right now with this team. We're going to find out if they can get it done. That is coming up tomorrow. We're going to have the broadcast right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930 and of course on 93.7 The Dog. We will have the broadcast as well. 
We're going to open the phone lines up for you here in a minute. The phone number is 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. The phone line, once again, 877-420-8255. I'll tell you what, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, I can't take the phone calls right now, so I'm having some technical difficulties here with the headphone. So we're going to get me a replacement headphone so I can actually hear the phone calls. We'll get your phone calls in and John Mercer when we continue with this edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Coming up in a moment, John Mercer, Marshall University Tennis. But before that, we're going to take uh, our phone lines uh, in order of received at 877-420-TALK. That's 877-420-8255. You know, Coach Mercer is a Steelers fan, so I'm taking uh, I'm taking Junior ahead of him. Junior wants to talk Bengals. How about those Bengals, Junior? Uh, who does? We're going to go do it. Yes, sir. What we can do. I agree. We're going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm actually going to go out to L.A. and do it. I'm doing it. I'm making it happen. I'm going to need to get a Kickstarter fund here, go fund me, but I'm going to get out there. Are you and Tony Camper going to do the Icky Shuffle or the new dance we got? Uh, oh, no, we're doing the gritty. We're doing the gritty. If I can get Tony Kemper, if I can get Tony Kemper to agree to it, we'll do it on TikTok. He won't agree to it because, um, you know, he's a Kansas City fan, but I'm going to get him to agree to it, and we'll do it on TikTok. And that oh, yeah. that video will blow up. Yes. I look for it to be high-scoring, high uh, and it may, it may go into overtime and require another field goal. Well, <laughs> as long as the Bengals are hitting the field goal to win it, I don't care. They can win by one. They can win by three. I'll care. take it. That's what I said. That's what I said a couple of weeks ago. I don't care as long as they get it done. Exactly. <laughs> I'm with you there. Field goal to win the Super Bowl. That'll be uh, my Super but, Bowl moment for the rest of my life. I'll I'll take that. But I feel I feel bad for you uh, Sunday having to work and they couldn't move the basketball game up to like one o'clock. And you think Dan so D'Antoni cares about me there. right now? Do you think Dan D'Antoni cares about me? No, he just cares about himself. Uh, no, not not this time. Yeah, uh, and it's a road team, game. He has no control of this. And the team plays flat. Uh, last road game. So, uh, did Byron take the job from uh, for the Jaguars? No, he uh, took himself out of consideration. Just um, couldn't come oh, to terms. Okay. Yeah, couldn't come to terms uh, with uh, how. Uh, the organization was going to run, so um, he's probably going to look for a, an operation, a situation where he's probably going to have a little bit more say of what's happening. So, uh, hopefully, he'll get that All job right. sooner than later. Junior, I got to, I got to get to the other phone line. Thank you, sir. Thank okay. You, sir. All right. That's Junior, Bengals fan. I got to take his call now. Uh, joining us on the program, a uh, a world class tennis coach and a uh, unfortunately a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. My good friend, John Mercer, head coach of the Marshall Tennis Program. How are you doing, sir? Wonderful. How are you? I am, I'm great. My team's in the Super Bowl this weekend. How about you? Yeah. Well, they're at home. Home? But what are they doing at all home? This, all, this, all this Bengals talk, I mean, it, you would think they hadn't won anything in like 40 years. Uh, let's um, put it this way. They have they won more playoff games. The They've won more playoff games this decade than your team has. It's early. How much more do you need? They've more. They've won more in like the last 
eight, nine years in the playoffs than you have. How much more time do you need? Come on. Uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. We'll be there. Yeah, come on. Just remember. It's only a matter of time before uh, the world is once again straight. On correct. Sunday, after the yeah. game is over and the Bengals win, uh, don't think that I won't forget you. Don't turn me into an L.A. Rams fan now. Uh, so. well, you already were there. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> You're rooting against me. Okay, so that's your that's your Super Bowl take. L.A. Rams, John Mercer. All right, is that your take? Uh, I might have to. Is it the, it's despite me, right? From University of Pittsburgh. I mean, he might. I don't know. Might be a little rough. It's, it's despite so, me, isn't it? You're taking the Rams yeah. despite me. All right. I might have to do that. Yeah. You know, just, Tony Kemper saw fun. the light. Coach Kemper saw the light. He's taking the Bengals. Really? Yes, sir. That, that shocks me. He, well, he found hmm. out after uh, trying to challenge me not once but twice for uh, with his Kansas City Chiefs that uh, it was better on my side of the of the the grass is nicer over here. <laughs> well, it's a whole new defensive line when it comes to the Rams. So we'll see. We'll see how it pans out, huh? We'll see. Um, let's talk yep. about something you're actually good at. Uh, football, <laughs> obviously, not the sport. You like my prediction? Your prediction is terrible. <laughs> I'm just going to tell you right now. Look, tomorrow I'm going to get a good prediction. Ari Agnes is on the show tomorrow. I'll get a good prediction for this game. All right. All right. Yeah. You're just like in a list now of people that I need to touch base with on Sunday. All right. I'll be waiting. Yeah. Of course. Uh, I'll be waiting for my text message. Yeah. You and Kelly Schmidt. So I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> I was wondering when Kelly Schmidt would get back into this. So, I randomly texted her just like out of the blue and said, "Don't think I forgot about you." And she she <laughs> she she readily enjoyed hearing from me. So uh, it's all good. There you go. John Mercer's awesome. with us, uh, my nemesis uh, in professional sports and good friend. Uh, the tennis team has uh, won four straight, five and two record. That wasn't the case the last time we spoke. Yeah, you're two and zero at home. You're two and two on the road. Uh, you even got a neutral victory on the road. It's a road game. I know they call it neutral, but it's still yeah. a road game. Yeah. So what's the turnaround uh, been like for you? Has it been, you know, this team playing up to its capability and, and playing, you know, opponents that you should win now, a little mix of uh, of some better opponents in there that you are, are getting the best of? What's sort of been the uh, the turnaround? Now, again, you started off at one of the best places, um, you know, in the country to play against the team, so – it's not as yeah. if you, you started out with a weak schedule. No. <laughs> That's about as tough as it gets right there. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think we, uh, you know, we put a lot of work in the fall, and, uh, you know, we're kind of trying to ride that into the spring. I still don't think we're quite where we were at the end of the fall, though. But, uh, you know, big improvement. Uh, you know, we got some really good freshmen who are helping us out a lot, uh, you know, really coming through and playing well. And, uh you know, I think we're playing at a pretty good level right now. But, uh, you know, the teams that we've been playing, uh, you know, they're, they're matches that, you know, are good. I mean, they're competitive, and they're having some good success also. But, uh, you know, as our schedule goes along here, it'll, it'll continue to get a little tougher. So uh, we have Furman uh, coming up this weekend, and that Virginia Tech, and then West Virginia, uh, the next three. So uh, there's three pretty, uh, you know, good matches uh you know, that we'll just have to see how we kind of match up against them because they're, they're probably all a little bit better than the teams that we've been winning against, but they're certainly not a, uh, you know, a Virginia team that we started out at, you know, at the very beginning of the season with. 
How do you keep this momentum going? Uh, I think uh, what we've been doing. I mean, we've you know been showing up every day. The, the kids have a, a great attitude. Uh, they're really excited about it. Excited about the season. Excited to be playing tennis, and traveling, and uh, you know, just a really positive. Probably one of the most positive teams I've ever had. Uh, you know, on the court, and you know, went uh, you know watched the weight room today, and you know Matt and Blake had them in the weight room, and they were just you know, having a grand old time. And when you got a tennis team that's enjoying the weight room, <laughs> that says a lot about your team. So, uh, you know, they were being competitive and fired up. And, uh, you know, it was, it was great. It was a great atmosphere. And, um, you know, that's what you're seeing every day in practice, and they're enjoying the learning. Uh, we're kind of, you know, expanding some things, like in our double strategy, uh, you know, kind of how we're working with some different formations, and, you know, some different concepts. And, uh you know, they, they take it all in. I mean, they're great. And, uh, you know, they want to be coached and want to really understand the game. And uh, when you have players like that, they're just going to keep getting better. And, uh, yeah, it makes it fun for us. And uh, I think they're enjoying it. They feel like they're getting better. So you just keep riding that. Uh, we'll just see how the season kind of goes along, see what level, you know, we can get to. And, you know, just keep playing and we'll see what happens. Is that the goal for you to find a team that, is a self-starting team and you don't have to focus on that. You don't have to go in there with the pep talks. You don't have to go in there and try to figure out how to motivate them daily. You can actually focus on how to make them better instead of trying to get them to the point where they want to hit the weight room and they're excited about the weight room. Um, right. Right. Yeah. That, that, I, I think that's every coach's dream. <laughs> you know, those are, those are the teams that, you know, eventually end up winning championships and have great seasons uh, you know, just make it enjoyable forever. You know, there's minimal drama, you know, on the team, and uh, you know, everyone's buying into what's going on, and uh, you know, that's when you know the coaching is is you know a lot of fun. Uh, you know, they feel like they're learning, and you know, you're able to really teach and focus on that. So, you know, that's what you're hoping. You know, every year, you know, that that's kind of how the year goes. You know, fortunately for us, uh, you know, us as coaches, that's that's what we're having. So. Uh, you know, really enjoying it. I mean, it's been it's been great, and I, I think it'll continue to be that way throughout the whole spring. Where are you most satisfied? Maybe that's not the the verbiage that a coach likes, satisfied. But where are you most mm-hmm. happy as far as how this team is doing? Who is really standing out for you? And maybe where do you need to work on? Uh, you know, trying to improve their game a little bit. Uh, you know, I, I hate mm-hmm. to have you as call players out, but you know, who's doing the best for you, and who would you like to see more out of? Well, uh, probably at one, we have Emma uh, Vander Hayden, uh, who's actually from Belgium. And uh, she's a freshman, true freshman. Uh, you know, came in and, you know, had a, a good, solid fall, but has just continued to improve tremendously. Uh, you know, so she actually, you know, player of the week uh, last week, I think it was, right? Or the week before uh, in the conference. Uh, you know, it's already, I think she's only lost one match the whole spring. I uh, went to Louisville, played a really good player, plays one for Louisville, one six oh six one. So uh, that kind of says it right there. So uh, you know, she's been a great addition. You know, to have her come in and you know come in and she seems very comfortable playing at the top of the lineup and you know really is enjoying it and uh, you know very competitive. And if people can come watch her play. They're they're going to be highly entertained because she she can really hit the ball. So uh, you know, which is great. And then. Uh, you know, up, up and down the lineup. I mean, Liz Stefanczyk, you know, playing two. You know, we have two seniors, Maddie Ballou, playing two and three, uh, you know, from Chicago and from Dallas. Uh, they really, 
uh, you know, have improved every year that they've been here. And, you know, as a result, you know, they're playing high and again, having a lot of success and, and doing really well. So, and then as we go down the lineup, we get a little younger. Uh, so, uh, you know, our four players from England and our six players also from Belgium. Uh, you know, we just, we have a good solid team, but they're all younger players and, uh, they're learning fast and you really see their game developing and, uh, players that they lost to earlier in the fall or a level they lost to, they're now winning, you know, six, two, six, one, you know, playing matches like that. So, so it'll be really interesting to see as we go along you know, what exactly level they're they're getting up to. And that's where we haven't really been tested yet. I mean, when we played Dayton last weekend and, you know, outside of one match, I mean, all the other matches were like 2-1 and one and 2-2 two and, two and 3-1 and one and so on. And, uh, you know, Dayton turned around and beat Butler the next day. You know, that was a really nice team. So, uh, you know, I think we're playing at a, at a pretty good level right now. So, uh, you know, see if we can maintain that and see if we can, uh, you know, how that goes uh, you know the Virginia Tech match will be a really good match on Sunday and uh, the next weekend we uh, play WVU on Friday and that'll be good because they have a nice team they have a good you know team going too they have a lot of new kids on the team uh, who came in a lot of transfers <laughs> and the old transfer portal stuff so they got a lot of transfers to come in and uh, kind of you know, rebuilt their team uh, in one year so uh, but we have them at home so we'll be out here uh, the 7827 tennis center and I'll be playing Friday afternoon. All right, I'm going to hit the transfer portal with you in a moment, but as you mentioned earlier, talking about putting some things in, you you do all this with them individually, and then you got to figure out what your rhythm is as far as Mm -hmm. your doubles are concerned. How do you feel right now? Do you like the chemistry? Have you found you know your lineups that you're happiest with that works best? Right, Uh, feel really good. Uh, Our one doubles uh, is very good. Emma and Liz. very solid. We're still tinkering around a little bit with second and third doubles. Uh, we basically have five people that can do it, but there's only four spots. So, uh, you know, that's a little bit, uh, you know, kind of trying to figure out, you know, what combinations kind of work best together. So we switched it up a little bit in the Dayton match. Uh, worked pretty well at one position, not as well at the other position. But, uh, yeah, I mean, hopefully, you know, going into the Furman match, you know, hopefully we'll kind of have a better idea and, and uh, end up with three teams that really click. But uh, just, you know, still working on it, but I really like the level in general, uh, no matter what combination of players we, we use. I mean, it's a good level, and, and they're really learning fast and understanding the game a lot better. But uh, I think even a month from now, I think we'll be even a lot better as second and third doubles. What are you looking for? Are you looking for, um, you mentioned click. Are you looking for talent? What talent complements each other? Senior leadership. I mean, you could throw Maddie in there with probably anybody. You know, what are you looking at right. as far as trying to figure out what is the uh, the best lineup for you? And you know, you've got some youth on this team, but you have some senior leadership as well. Right. Yeah. Yep. And that's basically it. Is you know, you're you're taking your seniors, you know, who are you know, of course, knowledge wise, a little bit ahead of the, the younger ones. Uh, have a little bit better idea of what you're looking for, what you're trying to do. But, uh, yeah, it's talent. You know, you have players that have talent and certain skills and, uh, you know, do certain things really well. And you kind of got to blend them uh, so that, you know, one player's talent uh, can feed off the other player's talent. And that's where it it gets tricky. So you might have somebody who's a really good net player or volley player or so on and somebody who's a really good baseline player. Uh, You know, so you're kind of trying to blend them where, you know, maybe your net player is able to, 
get in more, you know, attack the net more, uh, you know, and really feed off the power control that the baseline person has. So uh, it's, you know, there's a lot of different variables that go into it, but that's what you're kind of looking for. A lot of times if you have players that are similar in style, it doesn't work as well together just because, you know, there's not enough diversity in what they're capable to do when they're on the court. Um, So, and that's just it. You know, we have, you know, one of our, you know, one of our freshmen who's in, uh, you know, 6'3", huge serve, (laughs) really good volleys, not quite as good off the ground. But, you know, she's a weapon. Every time she serves, you know, she's holding. So, uh, you know, we got to try to blend her with somebody else that's probably a little bit more solid, going to make a lot of returns, you know, be super consistent, you know, hitting the returns and, uh, you know, so. So basically that's, you know, that's the challenge and that's what you're looking at every day in practice. And then at the same time, people get better. Like uh, she's returning a lot better than she did earlier in the year. So, you know, people show improvements just because somebody might not be playing as much right now, later on down the line, work really hard. They could be in a lot of playing time uh, just as they continue to improve and they bring their strengths to the game. John Mercer is with me, Marshall's women's tennis coach. All right. Transfer portal. How's that work for tennis? You know, if you lose a couple of players to the transfer portal, you know, you're scrambling quickly here. You're not, you know, you're not flush with a full roster at all times with right. players that are just waiting to get out there and waiting their turn. This is a sport where you don't have that large of a roster and you have to use the entire roster. How is it being used for for tennis? How are you seeing, you know, what trends are you seeing as far as okay, our are teams going out and just replacing what they've lost at graduation? Are they using that instead of recruiting at times? And how are you approaching it? Well, uh, a lot to digest there. <laughs> so in our sport, the transport portal always did basically exist. I mean, for a long time, uh, you could leave, you know, a school and go play right away. There was a one-time transfer exemption. Uh, so you could leave and go somewhere. What, uh, you didn't have to sit out a year. It wasn't like football and basketball. And I think it's ice hockey, baseball. So uh, you could leave and you could go. Uh, the difference was is when they created the transport portal, you know, prior, prior to the transport portal being created, uh, it was basically word of mouth. Like if, if a player wanted to leave a particular school, uh, either they were on their own to contact schools or, you know, maybe the coach was helping them look for another school. Uh, and would contact other coaches and say, hey, you know, I have this player who plays number seven on our team. She's not getting a lot of playing time. Uh, you know, she'd like to transfer to your school. You know, we see you got some spots open, you know, some scholarships available, and so on and so on. You know, you want to give her a shot. Uh, so it was kind of that. But when the transfer portal was created, every name of every player now goes into the transfer portal, and every coach in the country can see exactly who's out there. So you might get a player like that who might really only talk to like 10 schools. Uh, so, for instance, I would say Michaela Kissel, who came here, uh, transferred in from Miami of Florida, then was unbelievably spectacular in her career here, uh, played number one for us. She played three at Miami, you know, and she wanted to play higher in the lineup even. So she transferred here, wanted to be closer to home, and she was from the Pittsburgh area. Uh, she probably would have had 200 phone calls out of the 330-some Division One college women's team, uh, where, you know, back when she transferred, you know, there was us and, I don't know, there was like two or three other schools that were really talking to her because the other schools didn't even know she was leaving at that time. Uh, so, you know, that's one thing that's happened in the transport portal. Uh, probably the biggest thing in the transport portal that I have seen uh, 
which hasn't, uh, it did actually affect us this past year, is uh, you have the, it's the graduate transfers. Uh, so people who went four years, uh, played at a school, and then they decide that they want to play at another school, you know, to go to graduate school or for whatever reason, or they want to upgrade in the team that they were playing on. So you might have somebody who uh, is, you know, playing in the Big 12 and is, an, you know, an All-American, and he might want to go, you know, but their team was ranked 25 in the country, and now he graduates, and he might want to go to a team that's top five in the country and, uh, you know, win a national championship. You know, I mean, that's what that team's going to sell him. You know, hey, come play for us. We know you're an All-American. We know you're top 25 in the country, you know, but you come play for us. We have a legitimate chance of winning an NCAA championship. And so that was kind of the recruiting that you were seeing that at the top of our game, you know, made a huge difference. Uh, and so, it, you know, it wasn't always pretty. <laughs> you know, it's a lot of the stuff that you hear, you know, on the outside, you know, a lot of behind the scenes. So, yeah, well, my people are going to contact your people, kind of like the University of Pittsburgh stuff in Notre Dame that you heard about. Uh, same thing happens in tennis. I mean, I gladly talked to the coach, you know, up there. And uh, it's the same thing. Uh, and, you know, so anyways, that that's probably one of the most frustrating parts of the whole thing. But, uh, yeah, it definitely, you know, it's had an impact, but probably not the impact that, you know, football and basketball uh, has had just simply because uh, kids have always been able to leave and transfer once without sitting out a year. John Mercer with me. Okay, briefly, because I've got commercials to play. Mm-hmm. All right. Berman. What do I need to know? Uh, good, solid team, top to bottom. Uh, they have uh, two ranked players top of the lineup, so this would be a really good opportunity for our number one player, Emma, because uh, you know she needs to start getting some ranked wins, which she's really capable of doing. So hopefully, uh, you know she can go down there and do that. Then we're just going to need a real solid effort. I mean, from everybody. Uh, but I think it's something we can do. We did. Last year, they were 23 in the country, and we pulled the upset here, you know, which was really great. So, you know, the question is going to be, uh, you know, we're not going to surprise them this time. <laughs> so they've probably been hearing about this from the coach for probably a year, uh, about what happened when, he, when they were here. So uh, we'll see see what happens, and uh, you know, hopefully maybe we're in their head a little bit because we did pull the upset last year, and maybe they got a little bit of a complex when it comes to playing Marshall. Don Mercer, you did it. Nice and concise there. Uh, go beat Furman. We'll there talk to you, you soon. All right. Thank you. John Mercer. Go Herd. Uh, where's, the go, where's the Go Bengals? Where's that? I mean, it, it, you're going to be <laughs> the only on the one. Now. You're going to be the <laughs> only one. You know that, right? I mean, Ari's going to go Bengals. <laughs> Kemper went went Bengals. I mean, everybody's going Bengals. That's <laughs> uh, probably a good idea. Okay. So, good, like good, said, good decision. Good so, decision. Yeah. Root for those LA people. Ugh. There you go. Good decision. So. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you, sir. <laughs> All right. Thank you, people. John Mercer. Quick timeout. We wrap it up. The drive. ESPN ninety four point one and AM nine thirty. That does it for this edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Special thanks to John Mercer, Marshall tennis coach. Back tomorrow, we get a jam-packed show. Ari Agnes, Jared Smalley from NBC4 in Columbus. Jason Toy. We're right here in the Kinder Communications building. Of course, we got a big high school game tomorrow. So that's all coming up tomorrow right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. 
WRBC Huntington, W231BS Huntington, broadcasting from the Oscars Breakfast Burgers and Brew Studios. This is ESPN 94.1 and AM 930.